Thanks for listening and welcome to Rewrite the Rules, the podcast that shows you there is no one right way to live your life. I'm your host, Alex Starr, and I want to expose you to new lifestyles, mindsets, and stories of adventure from around the globe. So pour your favorite drink, roll up a joint, and let's get going. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in and welcome to episode number 30. I made it. It's been almost two years. We got to 30. Hell yeah. Uh, Appreciate you guys tuning in. Today's episode, I have Emily and Corey from Where's My Office Now, two awesome people that have been traveling around the country in their van uh, and making money while they do it. Uh, doing it all online and living a true nomadic lifestyle. It's really cool. I would check out their Instagram, which is where I found them, uh, at Where's My Office Now. And uh, it's really cool to get some inspiration and, and see how they do it and the beautiful landscapes they go to. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy that. And, uh, you know, we did the podcast actually when they were in Maine and I was in California. And they actually were in their van while they did it in the cold with their heater on and about three feet of snow, you know, in the Maine winter. Um, so very legit, very cool. Make sure and check them out, um, and go over to my site. I'm going to have this video up so you can actually watch the conversation take place, figured out how to record Skype calls. And, uh, you can also put in your email address on my site and I'll be sending out some things about books, uh, that I'm reading and when I'm going to post some new podcasts, get some feedback from you guys about who you'd like to hear me talk to, things like that. So check that out. Uh, leave me a review on iTunes if you get a chance. That would be much appreciated. And make sure and check out Corey and Emily's adventures at Where's My Office Now. Enjoy this episode, guys. Talk to you soon. Okay, cool. Well, I'm sorry to make you guys sit out in your van in uh, the main winter to do the podcast. <laughs> okay, there we go. It's cozy cool. in here. We have a heater. Nice. Yeah, so the people that are watching the video can see you guys, um, but describe like describe your van and describe where's my office now. Like, You guys have been living in the van for how long? We've been living in the van for about four years. It'll be four years in January. Oh my! So tell, talk like how did this start? Because it's so cool. Well, we we both went on a surf trip about six months into our relationship. <laughs> uh, I went down to Nicaragua together, and we met a guy who actually was one of the original like van lifers on social media, mm-hmm. um, and he. He was like, oh, man, you guys seem like you have the right attitude. You, have, you know, you have the right the right work to maybe try living on the road. So it kind of just that he said it really brief and quick and it kind of put it put that in our we came back and we're like, man, let's do this. We started hunting around for vans. And Emily at that time had a website development business. Mm-hmm. And so we had work that we could take with us on the road and we started looking for for vanigans um, and we thought that they were like the most utilitarian vehicles they're really uh really kind of funky had a lot of character and uh-huh. they also had a really awesome community already built in like people go nuts for these things um and so uh, yeah we found one and kind of the rest is all online or yeah it's, it's 80, <laughs> 80 square feet and um it's home. Yeah. yeah it's got it's it, got a downstairs bed right here that folds out. It's got an upstairs loft, mm-hmm. which is also a bed. Also a bed. And it's got a stove. It's got a heater now, which is amazing. It's got everything that we it, need, really. It came stock with a little refrigerator that we ripped out it's right underneath the stove and turned it into like food pantry. Nice. Dry food. And now we have we have a separate twelve volt fridge that runs off an auxiliary battery. Um, and that auxiliary battery also powers an inverter so we can charge our computers and, and everything. So it's a whole little, um, like, so self, pretty, it's a self-inclusive uh, uh, little unit, like anything you need. Anything we need, like the only thing we don't have is, and this always comes up, is a bathroom. Uh, but So what do you there's, do? There's, you know, yeah, we, it's the, we're in the national forest most of the time. Okay. So we have a, we have a sh- we have multiple shovels with us. Nice. Um, and any time we're in, there's very clean restrooms, pretty much public restrooms, pretty much everywhere you go. And I do have a pee bucket, oh, which you do? works wonders. You don't have one of the, uh, what are those like, what are the female, like, 
like the she, what's it called like the she uh, uh, she pee or something what is that called she-wee. yeah she we yeah she we yeah yeah i like how you guys call it and i don't know the well, name because uh, i was looking for it because the pee bucket thing is a little aggressive sometimes <laughs> it works like, really well. that's a good boyfriend <laughs> like she'll it was only, only aggressive in the beginning when my well my aim wasn't that good and it got better <laughs> over the years <laughs> But she'll literally, the problem is she's like lazy about it now, where there'll be like a public bathroom like 100 yards away and she'll still like peek the van. It's like, nah, it's too, too, like, too far. It's like, it's like, it's like in Harold and Kumar, you know, when they like smoke too much weed and they walk down the hallway and they turn around, they're like, oh, we've gone too far. We can't, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone too far. It's yeah. It's perfect. Nice. Very cool. Well, so like going, like when you guys started, I mean, so you were you were doing uh, like online advertising. What were you doing, Corey? I was when I before right before we left. I had been working as a guide at a like a kayak shop. Okay. And I'd saved I'd saved up a decent amount of money, and we had kind of uh, set our business up the website business up, business up as, as I would be doing the like marketing and all, the person to person scenario where Emily could be in kind of in the back doing more of the behind the scenes development. Okay. So she didn't have necessarily have a, a ton of interaction with the clients. So she kind of just like focus on the work. Uh, and we did that for like a handful of websites, but we realized after that, that with Emily's uh, retainer model contract that she had with a, a bigger client, that it was a better use of our time for me to be the van manager. So to, okay. The van, the 1987 and it needs a lot of maintenance work and it broke down many times especially in the beginning and it was more economical to have Corey troubleshoot it and figure it out that that yeah, way and i mean in our day-to-day stuff like i was doing all the cooking all the cleaning yeah yeah um, okay. pretty much pretty much i was making it so that emily could focus on her work and didn't really have to worry about anything else nice which worked well but to be honest it kind of was a little bit imbalancing for me to be so virtually focused in a lifestyle of a lot of movement. So we kind of shifted our roles after the first couple of years. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so when we you guys, sh- sorry, go ahead, Corey, what are you going to say? No, go for it. Um, it's like, what did you guys do with all your stuff? I mean, like if, if I wasn't wanted to go like, you know, which I've dreamed about this before. I think a lot of people like stare out the window, you know, and just like, Oh, I just want to road trip it around. It sounds badass. So if I was to do that or anybody listening, what are the steps you take if you're like, I'm done with this job, fuck it. What do you do with your stuff? Do you leave it at your parents' house? You put it in storage? Like how much stuff did you bring with you? What are like the first three steps anyone should take if they want to join this lifestyle? Uh, I think to start, you need to kind of start assessing your needs versus your wants like way before you would ever just like get up and leave. I think like getting into the practice of um, relinquishing material items uh, mm. way before you leave. We say like Emily was talking about you give something away, one thing away for like thirty days. Well, that's that minimalist, like, I think, get, thing, right? The group. Yeah, yeah. Like, just just get, start start just get it giving practicing letting go of things yeah. and assessing what it is that you really need and why you really need it and what's a want and what's a need and it's yeah. And also looking at budgeting. So like, all right, so you're going to be on the road. Maybe for a lot of people, they're not going to have the exact same income that they had before. Like figure out what your base and what your base needs are and, and work with that budget, you know, far before you leave. So you're not jumping into this lifestyle and having to also alter your spending like immediately. That's a, you know, that's a pretty drastic, a pretty drastic, yeah. drastic change. Um, but like any freelance work, it comes, it ebbs and it flows. So if we're able to live simply when the money is really good, then we can save up and we can have like a cushion through the times where it gets bumpier. So these are the things that we're, we're learning. Yeah. 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 And how much, what are like your average expenses? If someone was to save like 10,000, they bought a van and they had like $5,000 cash. How long would that last for your lifestyle, you know, just a, a ballpark estimate. If it's a single person uh, and they're okay with making a lot of their own food and like, you know, 
living fairly simple down by the river the whole time. But mm-hmm. being, you know, being conscious of what you buy, you could probably do that for half a year on, on $5,000. No, really. You really got to look at, you don't have to, you can live in a van and not drive. So yeah. if you can find property or just be out in the national forest for weeks at a time, if that's something that you desire, what are your expenses? Nothing really, like some gas and food. So right. that's an individual expense. That's a personal thing. What is it that, what kind of food do you need to, right. to, yeah. fuel, to fuel your life? For, exa- like for example, me and Emily um, eat pretty expensive food. Um, we definitely like hit, hit up the co-ops and Whole Foods and, and dumpsters, sometimes. dumpsters sometimes. Do you really go dumpster yeah. diving? Yeah. Did you oh, find good stuff? Uh, you yeah. have no idea. You have no <laughs> like idea. What? Like what's the best away. thing you found in a dumpster? I'm going to tell this story. Nice. Okay. Nice, so nice. we were at a whole, there's a, there's a Whole Foods in, in a town in Arizona that we spend a lot of time in. Okay. And it's a new Whole Foods and they hadn't quite got their like dumpster thing down yet. And we were like, found a bunch of, we found like vet, tons and tons of veggies one time, like, like filled up our freezer with like box, like salad, totally fine. Not even, not even one leaf bad. But anyways, we went back one night late at night to see what, to see if there's anything else. <clears throat> and Emily notices a bag, a full, a full trash bag. They triple bag everything when they throw it away. Uh-huh. So it's like she finds a whole bag of danishes. Nice. <laughs> like, a, like a whole bag of danishes. And she's like a little raccoon, like ripping the ripping the bags <laughs> apart. Snagging. Like a little squirrel, like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> like and then, yeah, and yeah. then the staff like came out of the side door and she literally looked like a little raccoon, like stealing stuff running <laughs> back to the van. Nice. But, Okay, so you guys don't spend you don't spend any money on Danishes though. <laughs> but but. No. <laughs> no. We don't never eat Danishes. No, we never do. Unless they're dumpster Danishes. Perfect. Dumpster so but Danishes. to get back to your original question, like we yeah. spend like we eat really well. We eat more expensive food. A lot of simple stuff but expensive. And we spend about two hundred dollars a week for both of us. Okay. Um and and that's including that's including dog food. Um, oh, right. too. Okay. and we also buy expensive dog food so you can live you know fairly inexpensive um actually we get some slack for that on yeah we people think on youtube because we did a video the first year about how much van life costs and i forget what we said per month but maybe like a couple couple grand yeah so we had people who are very 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 simplistic or are doing it for the sole purpose of saving money and they're like you guys are crazy like go eat ramen noodles why are you spending so much money and our response to that is that the point of us living in a van is not to live as cheaply as possible we're doing this to live as fully as possible and to experience as much as we can and we don't like ramen noodles (laughs) i mean i mean we've we've used Good old spicy, so, yeah, spicy dude. chicken rum. Yeah, no thing. Like one of those when you're sick or something's good, and then you're like, I don't ever want to eat this again. Like, <laughs> thanks. Well, we we use food as like our as our medicine too. Like, it really, like, you know, if we if we eat healthy, we stay healthy, and so we're not. It's not something we're really willing to sacrifice or or drop our level. On. Sure, so. we see it as a way of. We move around a lot. I think, like, <laughs> we, we see food as a way of, of grounding ourselves in the lifestyle of a ton of motion. So, and we eat seasonally, too. So, if we're in the cold and moving around a lot, we'll eat more, like, warm and grounding foods. Mm-hmm. So, it's definitely a balancing tool that we use on the road. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good call because you don't. Yeah, you have to have the good food, or else it's just gonna you're gonna go crazy. I think. Um, For sure. Uh, Emily, you mentioned like how you wanted to, you guys want to live fully. You know, um, were there things before you started the van life um, that you guys were kind of, um, you know, over like parts of society or something that made you just kind of get tired of it and want to do this type of lifestyle, which is a very you know, it's, it's kind of a rebellious lifestyle, I guess, you know, it's definitely unique 
and it's not mainstream. So was there something about mainstream society or the way that you saw your life going where you're like, I don't want that. And that's why you guys switched over or what, what was the mindset? Yeah, I think my whole life has kind of been like that. I definitely followed the, I did follow the go to college and get a degree and not sure, you know, not sure what I wanted to do, but knowing that I needed a degree and, um, that evolved into a nine to five. And I think that's when I really realized that something was off just because of the anxiety that I was experiencing. And just this, like, is this it? Like this, this this is adult life. I'm not, I'm not happy. So Mm -hmm. it's been a happy, yeah. Corey has always chosen. Yeah. I've pretty much be different. Yeah. I've kind of take a different path. I can tell by the beard. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working on this one for a little while now. Um, no, I mean, we, I, I mean, we both went to the, uh, to the UNH, the University of New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and we kind of got, you know, the whole thing. She, she had a, a job for a while and I kind of skipped out on the whole nine to five thing. I went kind of straight into exactly what I wanted to do. I was a kayak guide, um, in New Hampshire and also in California. I guess that would probably be my, most serious job. Like I managed a kayak shop. Uh, but I just had a desire to, to travel. And like, I knew that the, uh, the world was big and this country was big and there's a lot that I wanted to see. Yeah. And I just, I know that I knew that there was a lot of ways to make money. And then if I, but if I wanted to do this, that I would figure it out. Um, and I knew it might be hard, but like everything, any, t- any lifestyle, has its 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 issues has its, its oh for sure yeah so so i mean it's just like i guess for me it was like what i wanted to get out of life i wanted mm. to i wanted to do the activities that i love mountain biking and surfing and snowboarding and i knew that there was other places i could do that other than just staying in in one place in in new england for the rest of my life so mm-hmm. that was where it started for me i guess yeah and do you guys so, have any regrets about your lifestyle now at all do you ever want like oh i miss this part of you know maybe having a more stationary life or do you guys are you guys full on board almost all the time i think we appreciate the simple things that a normal quote-unquote normal life offers like i think that we appreciate a hot shower more we appreciate how easy it is to feel that sense of groundedness but I don't regret anything at all. I I love what we're doing. It has its challenges for sure, but with that comes so much growth and um, like love for life and joy for life. Yeah, meeting amazing people and community, and these are things that we didn't have, or I personally didn't feel that much of before. What What's the? Uh, oh, go yeah. ahead, Nunia. I said I can't really add much to that. <laughs> you covered it all, Emily. Nice work. Um, what's Thanks. what's the, what is what's the biggest? What's the number one reward for being on the road, and what's the number one challenge? Um, I think the number one reward for me is just being able to like pick up and move and go to the beauty. Yeah. Like I, I know like that. that I can. I know that I can just like in 30 minutes or less, I can have my life all packed up and I can jump in my house. It's also my vehicle and then drive to the next location that I'm excited about. Um, I don't, it's, I don't know the natural beauty for me and community. Those are both super meaningful and just the, I, I guess like the life lessons that I seem to be rapidly learning that apply to all aspects of life, regardless of the, in a house or a van, it's just invaluable. Like what? Yeah. You have one, like say- recently, an example. <laughs> um, <laughs> Those are like the hardest questions when they're like, uh, yeah, it's everything, I, nothing. Well, for, uh, for example, it's the, it's, it's like the journey is a reflection of, what's going on inside of you. Like I'm seeing everything as like almost being a mirror for my inner world too. So it's like a journey in and out. And I don't know, like just something like beauty is everywhere. So yes, we might be traveling to these amazing, amazing locations and experiencing this like vastness, but 
it's almost like we're training our eyes to see the beauty that is everywhere. So when we're back in a city and we're in a traffic jam, yeah, we might get like triggered and get frustrated, but it's like easier than to shift out of that and back into like, wow, like we're still here on earth and this is pretty sweet. Yeah. So that's one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Go ahead, Corey. The second, I would say to answer your like second part of that question, like yeah. what is the most difficult things? Mm. Um, I would say like being in a small space with, uh, with like in a relationship is definitely it like it, it magnifies everything. And I both have very different like ways we go about life. Our, our life in uh-huh. terms of like. Uh, cleanliness and like and like the like the order or like everything the so planning, like the I, let, planning. let's cut to the chase here i'm systematic okay and like very organized and emily is i'm like small details like every day like how things are operation like the operations of everything every day like getting mm-hmm. the food making sure everything's like good to go emily's more like uh like big idea like like a month out like working on the creative stuff. So in from one aspect, it's kind of challenging because we're both kind of, we're going about life a little bit in a different way. And we obviously have to compromise, but while that is a challenge on a daily basis, it's also an amazing thing because it's, it's like we have these very different set of skills. I mean, when we, when we smush them together, we become like a much broader person so for me, I guess at the beginning and still like somewhat often I get frustrated <laughs> just because of the differences, but I get, I get, I get to remind myself, I have to remind myself like, Hey, Daily, we have to remember this. Yeah, like, Hey, like not like you're lucky to be with a person that compliments you. Yeah. Like in reality, it's a compliment and- more than it is like a, than an like attack. an a- attack or a negative. You and know? it's also good because we can learn from each other and it can be kind of hard to be like okay actually I, I I do need to be a little bit neater and I I do want to plan out things better and it's hard to sometimes admit that and that's definitely ego thing but um it's 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 an opportunity always to to be a little bit more balanced of a person through the reflection that's uncomfortable so, yeah. that we experience living in 80 square feet <laughs> but I will say if someone is like in a new relationship and they're in like the honeymoon yeah. phase and all like, puppy, I'm like, all right, yeah, go trap each other in a van Dude. three months and go drive and like figure it out. Then see how long the puppy love phase and like the real, like the realness of like having to live in tight quarters with someone and, and learning yeah. to accept uh, all the different, all their different little traits that you might not be used to in your normal life. Yeah, you guys must need yeah. alone. I mean, like, do you guys have like set alone time where you're like, I'm gonna go for two hours. Don't go with me. I think, and then for the new year, it would be great to have that kind of planned alone time in a way. Like maybe every Sunday we just take the day off. I do it all the time. <laughs> I go mountain biking. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Because like, man, that'd yeah. be hard. Man. I, 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 I'm with I, people for two days, and I'm like, you know, if I'm hanging out with a girl for two days, I'm like, oh god, this is way too long. Like, I need some time. I need a few days. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we do our. We have own activities, and like that's one thing yeah. that I've always stressed is like keeping that individualism while yeah. we're on the road, and that for me manifests itself in the form of like mountain biking and surfing, and for Emily, a lot of times that's also surfing and dancing and hula hooping and like or wandering, just wandering, wandering. Out somewhere and. Whatever. Yeah. Finding <laughs> so, danishes. So, Finding danishes in the dumpster. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, there is definitely a for sure time that we spend part. It's needed. It's yeah. needed. And if we don't get it as we need it, then we tension accumulates. So we do need to have that separation. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I mean, for I sure. think it's incredible that you guys are able to, yeah, be in a van. It's you two and a dog. You have a little dog named Penny, right? Yes. She's not that little though. Yeah. So you guys have two, you know, two f- fully adult humans and a, what, like a 60 pound dog. Yeah. 50 ish. Yeah. 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 Um, and like to be in just that van and yeah, like driving around everywhere and just like, you know, shitting and eating and like, you know, sh- doing every single thing about <laughs> life always together and to still come out the other side 
still wanting to be together, I think is pretty special. It's pretty unique. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We need to remember that sometimes. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I bet that's easy to forget though too. (laughs) Yeah. Like forget, remember, forget, remember, forget, remember. Yeah. 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 So take me through, take me through like a typical week. Cause I'm super curious about like, if you guys visit friend, like I was picturing if I did a road trip, I would like see friends for a week and then like go in the forest for a couple weeks and then go to a national park. So like, what's a typical like time frame? How is it broken up into like national forest, campgrounds, hotels, friends, typically? I know it's four years is a lot to kind of condense, but. I mean, uh, originally it was like we didn't have many friends uh, out west. Like, I mean, like, really, no, we just didn't. We hadn't spent a ton of time. I mean, we had friends in San Diego. Okay, yeah. Like, like in that zone. And that we knew when we were there, we were going to be like seeing friends in places. But like, we didn't have friends. Like, we went to Sedona, Arizona pretty, pretty quickly. And we didn't have any friends there. And so at first, we had like, we weren't super privy to how the national forest and BLM works. So we were like in a campground for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and then we, then we discover the national forest. So I would say that at the beginning, it was more of like campgrounds. And when we were on the East coast, we were bouncing around to friends, mm-hmm. but as we made our way West and, and up until now, it's like predominantly we're in national, national forests. I would say like 70, yeah. 75% of the time we're in, in freelance or that that states each state's version of okay, right. freeland. And those are like 75 or um, I'm sorry, those are like 2 weeks at a time, right? I think national forest is like 2 weeks in one spot. Yes. Exactly. Typically, yeah, it's it's and we never stay that long. But but yeah, it's like uh it, you need to be you can be there for 14 days in the same spot without moving and you have to be a quarter mile away from an established campground and okay. a quarter mile away from a watershed. Mm-hmm. Uh I'd say it's pretty evenly split, though, like the past year between going to San Diego for a couple weeks and then yeah, going sure. into the National Forest for a couple weeks. And we've also had some projects that have made us move a lot faster. So we had a video project this summer and we had to get to British Columbia to so move way faster than we would normally move. And then we filmed a documentary series a couple years ago, and that was a whole month of moving fast. So and we've had other projects, too. So it kind of it kind of ebbs and flows but the average is maybe like a week here a week there okay yeah interesting and then like are you guys like when you go to san diego are you parked in front of your friend's house and you're chilling in their house for the week and then you're taking off to a are you driving back and forth between a campground or what do you guys usually do it's been a mix we've stayed at a campground it's pretty expensive there on the ocean it's like a lot per night for a campground oh yeah we have done a lot of self-camping where we actually scope out a residential street and just a rich neighborhood a rich neighborhood <laughs> big fences yes <laughs> you pull in at 10 o'clock and just go to bed and leave early in the morning nice we've done that we've also we made friends in san diego so now we stay we stay um at their place sometimes or in their their parking lot their backyard i mean we yeah we have we met these friends randomly surfing and have a giant backyard uh-huh. in just east of the city and so their fence is just big enough for us to back our van in nice and they have this cool backyard with like a teepee and a koi pond so it's very uh nature vibe in the middle of the, in the middle of the big city right so that's so we cool. found the only like, hippie vibe in all of <laughs> no i'm i'm kidding like, oh, i smell like vegan food this is where i'm going <laughs> yeah right no, i no. smell burn barbecue that's oh god so where you guys so where are you guys going next you're in maine right now in winter so when where are you guys going to cruise yeah. to next what's the next like month looking like uh we're we have some body work we need to do to the van um and i have a friend in uh oregon who has a fab shop he he's like big big into van against also like uh, amazing amazing guy with with metal so we're gonna go in and fix a van up and then we're heading south, uh, back to San Diego for a, probably a month. And then in March, we're going to Hawaii to do a yoga teacher training. Nice. So, so you're going to park your van at your friend's house and book it? 
Yeah, we work with a company called Go Westy out of Los Osos, California, and their whole business is based around uh, restoration and and parts on a store that sells parts for Vanagans, uh, Eurovans, and a, and a little bit of for the older buses. Uh-huh. So we'll probably leave our van there with them. <clears throat> okay, cool. When you guys, <clears throat> I think like the biggest question is, how do you keep this up, right? Like, how do you keep it up financially? I know you guys do this, like the uh, kind of like contracting work and you're doing consulting and stuff. What are the majority of the van life people like in the community? What's a good way for people listening if they're trying to get into this? Like, what are some good ways to be able to just make money to kind of break even and continue traveling while you're keeping up this lifestyle? I would say probably the, the one of the easiest ways to start it is a program called Woofing. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that, that if you want to get out and just start moving, um, it's a good way to... Uh, get get started you know you're getting with woofing you're working on organic farms and you're and you're getting a free place to stay and food most of the time um and a lot of the times you can curtail uh, as long as you're a good worker curtail a stay into a paid position um so that's that's one way but there's you know realistically seasonal work like if you don't have like a, a web-based job when you leave there's seasonal work working uh on on farms mm-hmm. pretty much pretty much everywhere i mean the seasons rotate a little bit as you move around but i mean we know you know people that have literally sustained themselves for a year is just doing seasonal farm work really mm-hmm. um, and i think that's one of the easiest ways mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think it it just takes looking at what your skill sets are and what your passions are and what's available and just thinking outside of the box like we met one guy on the road who has a knife sharpening business out of his vanigan. So he has like a whole whatever setup and he'll drive to salons and restaurants and just offer to sharpen their knives. And they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. You're here already. Sure. Why not? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's like totally outside of the box. It doesn't, it's not even virtual at all. And it's just a kind of a creative needed thing. Um, so yeah, I think it kind of takes using that right side of the brain a little bit and just just thinking thinking outside the box. So we've met like we've met artists, we've met like painters, obviously website developers, IT people, that's huge. We've met writers and photographers, videographers, um, we've met people personal trainers, I already say that. Yeah, personal trainers, health coaches that are yeah. doing everything virtually through Skype. Um I mean it, we, for a lot of people that are doing this, it's about creating your own work, you know, like Emily was kind of saying, like looking at your skill sets and then making a job for yourself. Uh, um, there's, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of money floating around out there. And if you can provide a, a service that people are looking for, mm-hmm. you can, you can make it work and you might have to supplement it with other with other skills that are already established mm-hmm. or other careers that are established, but there's always, there's always ways to make money if you, if you really want it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's terrific advice. I think the wolfing is really clutch too, because I know I did that. I did work away. Have you guys heard of workaway.info, that website? I do that yeah. whenever I travel like internationally, I'll pick a spot and I'll just go chill there for like a few weeks and work on a farm or at a hostel or something. But you're right. Like in the States, It'd be pretty easy if you saved up some cash and you got yourself a van, those upfront things. And even if you're building your business, you're right. You could just go for free and work on a farm for months at a time without spending any money, really, while you're working on your own right. business. But at least you're, you're out. And, and on top of that, too, what a nice a nice part of that is you're really getting to know a particular area. Um, and that's something that we almost struggle with. We almost move too fast where we feel like we don't. Oh, Yeah truly settle into every zone. And when you do a program like that, you're really, and you're also typically working, you know, with people who live there for a while. So you're getting a good look at, at the actual community there at the points of interest, mm. uh, environmentally mm-hmm. or culturally. So there's, yeah. there's definitely benefits being stationary for longer periods of time. Um, but yeah, that's, I would say that's other than having some sort of, 
highly paid, you know, web job, you know, I think that's a great, a great way to get going. Yeah. No, that that's great advice too. And I think it's, is it easier than people think? For sure. I mean, that's I kind mean, of a hard, that's a loaded question kind of. It, but. Yeah. Yeah. We're all going to have our own journey of this. It's all going to be our own path that we're carving. Um, I think the hardest part is saying yes. <laughs> it's, it's for, you know, just launching in and taking the leap and knowing that it's going to be uncomfortable at times. But I don't know. It's as far as the, as far as like the work, uh, the work side of that goes, I mean, it's, um, it's about like what you're, I guess you're comfortable with. Like I'm really comfortable at like talking to people and being like out, outspoken. Spoken, I guess, and I mean outspoken, but like you know, you're outgoing. You're an extrovert. So like I can, I can typically find work like fairly easy. Um, Yeah, putting ourselves out there. And it's key. Like you'd be surprised how many times you've heard stories of people just like rolling up to farms, or like just being in the right place at the right time, and someone hears that they they need work, and they're like, oh, I need someone to like shop wood or like you know pick my maintenance at my house. <laughs> Trim my weed. There's yeah. that. Exactly. <laughs> That's the, the, the lucrative one, right? Yeah, dude. There's so much of that up here. I thought about it a few times. I'm like, man, you can make how much money in a month? Like five grand? Shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, classic. Yeah. No. <clears throat> That's badass. <clears throat> God. You know, I have a like um. I keep getting like the grass is greener mentality with basically everything and it gets worse and worse the more that I move around. So how does like, how, like, do you guys moving around constantly like that? What effect does that have on your, on your mindset? On like that grass is greener kind of thing. Like, Ooh, the next state's going to be cooler. Or are you guys just in the zone now where you're loving everything and you don't even have that anymore? I thought I was loving everything. And then this, this summer we were back country and I got a parasite. I picked up Giardia parasite. Oh. Yeah, as soon as we got back home, we hadn't been back to our parents for three years or two years. I got super, super sick and it, and it just wiped my system and turned into honestly severe anxiety and restlessness. Like I've never experienced before. Mm. So I've been like, well, wondering <laughs> if, Like we haven't been settling enough for, for me, like if we're moving too, too fast. And that was almost a result. What I went through was a result of that. Or if it was just this weird freak thing and it is what it is. And I don't know, like, I'm not sure. So 2017, I'd like to feel more settled in places, like feel that sense of groundedness, which doesn't necessarily mean staying somewhere longer. Okay. I don't think. What do you mean then? Like mentally, mentally being like just being really, really present and really mindful. So it's just a habit, my own personal habit of rushing that is still left over from before van life and, you know, the nine to five. And I guess the culture that we've been raised in and my own personality too. rush, 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 go fast, you know, as fast as possible. So that's just my own thing that I'm kind of working on how can I settle in and be more mindful? And that's what's interesting is in the beginning of the van life, we each had our own separate roles and Corey was the van manager and I was the virtual online doing website development. And now I'm realizing that I actually need to, to do these like very simple things. Like I do need to cook and I do need to clean because they are grounding. They yeah. are the rituals that like keep me present. So that's what I'm, I'm realizing. So we'll, we're actually going to share more responsibilities <laughs> like that. <laughs> Here. Yeah, we'll see can about I that. Can I clean? Can I clean? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's begging to clean. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's cr- we have this. We have this all recorded now that she said this. So, yeah, you know, no, I know. I can like come you back just, and find it. You just like I'll give you my number, dude. Just text me, and I'll just like put out that that audio clip, and I'll just send it to you. I'll send it to your phone. You can just play it on repeat in the van. Okay. I welcome the reminder. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Yeah, that's so I cool. love dishes now. <laughs> how uh, how old are you guys, by the way? I'm 32. I'm I'm 30, almost 31. Okay. Oh, an older so. woman. Nice, dude. <laughs> we call it. She's a puma. 
She's not quite a cougar. <laughs> a puma. Just I've never heard that before. Or, or, or a meow. Meow. Meow, meow. is another. Yeah, what is it? You guys have like, are there, there's, pe- yeah. there's people of all ages though out there, huh? Like 20 year olds and 70 year olds just all cruising around in vans. It's yep. it's super funny. I mean, like, uh, people are like, oh, what are you, you know, talking to a company like, what's your demographic? And I was like, uh, like 16 to 80. I was like, I get emails, I get emails from people across the spectrum asking literally the same questions. Well, and what are, what are the know? biggest questions? How do you make it work financially? Like, who like what's the top you, like three questions you get kind of money money where do you go to the bathroom <laughs> um where do you where do you sleep or stay at night i'd yeah. say those three yeah or what kind of van yeah, what kind of van oh, okay we uh, we actually started doing this and we were getting like tons and tons of emails and i love responding like the teaching aspect of this lifestyle was the thing that caught me by surprise that i ended up like it's one of my favorite things about it um but I was answering like emails for like four hours a day and it was getting yeah. like wicked intense. Like, like the I same just, thing I over there, just anymore. copying and pasting like the same things like this is how we make money. This is where we sleep. Yeah. Well, people would ask pretty particular questions. So I had to like, oh, you know, okay. I want people, I want people to feel like it, like they're getting a, uh, you know, they're an answer directly to the Unique question. Unique to them because Unique. they have given us their story. Yeah. So we know like their individual background. <laughs> so I started actually to help with this process. I started doing uh, like van life coaching or consulting. No and it's shit. just like a don't. Yeah. It's just a donation base. I tell people I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this for money to get rich off it or anything, but um, you know, well, let's get on a Skype. Let's get on a phone call. Let's walk through your questions. Um, let me help. If you're concerned about certain things, let me talk. Um, and, you know, it's been great and people have been super responsive and we've gotten a, you know, a few, you know, a few donations that were great. And that's, that's amazing to me because I, I love teaching. Like that was one of the things that I, that I, I did before we left. I was a substitute teacher and I did a lot of environmental um, education through the kayak shop so that I, I can curtail this, curtail that into this life too is, is, is amazing to me. Yeah, that's so cool. And you like building a little community. Have you guys had people that have emailed you and then eventually you like kind of, you know, cross paths and you met up and like, I'm sure it happens all the time, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, regionally, like when you're in Southern California, it happens a little bit more than when you're in Maine. Yeah. (laughs) I got to say, I love Maine, by the way. Maine is like the top state. I love it out there. I don't know what about it in the summertime, at least not right now. But in like July or August, <laughs> it is so prime. Yeah. Like that's in my mind of like somewhere where I'd get like a summer house if I ever got rich. You know, it's like oh, I'd get it in Maine for sure. Yeah, Emily yeah. lives like five minutes from the beach, so we we're big. We're both big surfers, so we nice. come home. It's like pretty prime time. Nice. You guys have a. You guys have what a hundred and thirty thousand, I think, Instagram followers, right? Yeah. So do you guys ever like roll up to places and it's like, oh dang. There's Corey and Emily. Like, where's my office now? Like, there they are. Like, <laughs> yes. Generally, like they know who you are from your Instagram. Will come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll come up and they'll say, "Hey, you know, I've been following you for however long," and um, it's always really awesome. We have had a few times where people don't come up and they'll take like a, a photo and tag us, and we're like, "Why didn't you come and say hi?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, we're, we, we love to meet people. We love it. It's great. Yeah, it's so kind funny. of a it's kind of a strange thing, um, but that like like that number because there's a not like we have 130 thousand yeah. followers or whatever. Yeah, like some people will think like, that we don't want to talk or we don't want to like show show like our lifestyle. Like we we're we're outward online. Like all we're doing is sharing like everything about our lifestyle. Yeah, when yeah. people when we see people. And we're like stoked. Yeah. We're like, oh, real people. Yes, <laughs> come come and hang out with us in our van. Like it's like one of the coolest things that happens to us. <laughs> but because that, because we have a not like a, a fair fairly large following, people like get weirded out. Like we're gonna be jerks or something if they come. Really? Yeah, who knows why? Isn't that so weird? Instagram's yeah, so weird like that, man. Like you get over a certain amount of followers, and it's like, oh, these people are like. Instagram famous or something over a certain amount and you, you write you like you assume that they 
they don't want to interact with like the peasants or something because they have over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram or something. It's like this really weird thing now. And it's just like this, it's just how many followers you have on this picture sharing app. It's very strange. It's it's like I said, it's it for us. Instagram has been amazing because it just allowed us to connect yeah. with so many people. It's a super cool account too. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, it's, it's fun for us because we never even like when we started out, we had no clue. Like, Corey didn't want to share on social media. Yeah, I didn't want started. social media at all. Like I was yeah. a little worried that by having social media, we were going to, um, it was kind of taken away from our own journey that we were going to be worried about producing content for sure instead of enjoying beautiful scenery. Um, and then the whole, the whole like uh, teaching thing came along and we realized that people were really interested. And that you enjoyed sharing what you were learning because you were learning so, so, so much. Yeah. So there was an aspect that, uh, that kind of like flipped my mentality about uh, social media. Um, and I think for us, we've just, we never like set out to, you know, have tons of followers. We set out to share something that we were passionate about and that we truly loved. And, and it, I think it's amazing that we have so many people that also in, in, enjoy uh, what we share, but enjoy this, mm-hmm. this style of life. Yeah. And, I think it says something about where we are as a society yeah. that so, so many people are interested in the van life movement and the outdoor movement. It's, we're all needing that connection, that community, that back to nature, um, creativity, you know, transforming, evolving work. Uh, these things are big themes and they're all part of this. And that's what I see. I see, yes, we are growing, but it's, it's bigger. It's like so much bigger than us. It's so much bigger. And, and we're not particularly like, you know what I mean? Like, we have the desire to get out and travel, which I think a lot of people do. And we just kind of, we took a risk mm-hmm. knowing that we might, we might fail, but we're like, Hey, what are we, what are we going to do here? Like wish that we did this or are we going to, are we going to do it? And a live an awesome life and enjoy every second or B we fail and we learn that, Hey, that's not for us. And that, that's realistically the worst thing that could happen. And we would go back to doing something else. And that was kind of how we looked at it when we left. Dude, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so true. Yeah. It's so cool because it sets up. It is really like everything that you'd ever wanted of like, you know, like I hate my job. I'm tired of being a nine to five rut. Like the freedom, like, you know, nature, the adventure. You're right. Like changing the way that you're now your own boss. I mean, like it's all of that that the 21st century offers and it just combines it into one package in a van like everything you know yeah yeah and and for us too like it, it, people always talk about work and money and everything and what emily one of the main things i think emily is and for me um throughout her approach to work and her idea of work has changed where she no longer like totally views it as a monetary exchange she views it as 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 ideas that are she believes will help make the world a better place and like you it's my energy output in the creation of what mm. we're the, yeah. it's my my part in what we're creating together and and you know i think if you if you go about it like for her now that she's like kind of changed her mentality i'm talking for you right now i know that's okay keep going you're doing uh, a great job <laughs> she because she's changed her her mentality about it she's also like had all these opportunities come up, you know, that are monetary because she's like followed exactly. So you could call it follow your bliss or follow your passion. Mm -hmm. It's, it's what I'm trying on my own to see if it works. Yeah. And it's working. It is. And and it's been really hard challenging at times, times, but it's working. (laughs) You're talking about like putting out like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, so it went from like website development where I was working for companies that I didn't resonate with at all. And then that ended because I couldn't take it anymore. And it shifted to freelance writing about topics that I was really passionate about. And then it's shifting into sponsorship and getting paid for the storytelling that we're already doing, that we're already passionate about. And we're starting to make money on YouTube. Um, and 
now we're getting yoga certified. So it's like, keep following your passion, keep following your bliss. Even if it doesn't make sense, like where you're going, <laughs> like just keep, keep going. Like that's your path. Yeah. And we're lucky enough in this too, to be able to work with, uh, people and companies that we also really align with mm-hmm. and like share same, same core values. So it's really cool to see how this lifestyle can, we can, we can spread a, even a broader message than our, than our own by, by aligning with the, with the right people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I think it's so cool. I think you, yeah, you both are right that like when you're following a path that like, it doesn't make sense, like even monetarily wise, but it's just like, God, that for some reason that just feels right to go down that out, like down that road, you know? Yeah. And then it always leads somewhere good, even if it's like inadvertently or accidentally. You're like, how did I end up here? <clears throat> and you backtrack your life. You're like, oh, that's right. Because we decided to take this step and like mm-hmm. switch from yep. the nine to five or we decided to do this instead of that. And all of a sudden yep. you ended up five years later in this like incredible place, like where you guys are at now, like four years later. Yep. And now you have all these things going on because yep. you've been building it up and took these paths and it's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It's it kind of on that on that same general theme for a second kind of off topic same general theme nice um, hit me it's, it's uh the the breakdowns that we physically had maybe uh, emotionally but also like physically in the van that have brought about some of the most like amazing encounters with people and mm-hmm. and growth and like putting us outside our comfort zone to know that we're like we can we can push through it and we have the mental capacity, we have the physical capacity to deal with these issues like as they come. And it, it's odd, like literally the, we had like within our first six months, we had this massive breakdown um, of our van. It was like electronic breakdown, which in a van again is horrible because there's no diagnostic equipment. You literally have to like plug and play like every wire oh, in the van. So, mm-hmm. so, but we had like, this crazy community outpouring. We had people like driving like an hour and a half to like bring us parts mm-hmm. to see if they could help us. Mm-hmm. So like with all, with any breakdown, with any, you know, bad thing that happens, it, you gotta, you, you gotta look for the silver lining, you know, mm-hmm. and look, look at how you can grow from that scenario. And that's one thing that van life has like, has like taught us. And it's shown almost us. like the more you face challenges and, and have like the willingness to go through them and be open to them as they come, the more the universe opens doors. That's what it seems like. The more like opportunities there are. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You like you you start to notice all these like coincidences and meet these people that know these people and this and that. And it's just like mind blown by the like magic of all of it. That's how I feel. Together. It all fits. Yeah. And yeah. So that's how I that's how we know we're like, okay, we are on our path. Like there's we don't need to like try to do something or be somebody else or we're just we're just living. (laughs) And it's really wild here <laughs> yeah so cool i'm I'm seriously i'm sorry michael i'm gonna look at vans on craigslist like when we're done talking here <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so out. cool it's, it's like the mentality like we talk about van life like it's just it's like a it's a mentality is what i'm trying to say it's a mentality just as much as it is a, a lifestyle so it's just a commitment to adventure i think and yeah. saying yes, like you said too, like just saying yes to it all and seeing the silver lining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, you could, cause like, like realistically we could have like gotten our first breakdown and freaked out and, and like flew home and left the van where it was. But if you have the ability to push through those, those things and like be like, all right, this is like part of the adventure like the downs as well as the ups, like it's, you're going to, and this is, and I'm, I'm talking about life right now. I'm not talking about like van, like anyone living any life that they're doing right now. And it, yeah. when you're down, if you're going to get through that, most likely you're going to come out the other side, learning a life lesson and being stronger and knowing how to deal with something you didn't before. Yeah. And van life might speed that up in some ways, <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, and in, in many ways it's, it's very similar. Yeah, you know what I think what it does then is when you're living in a standard house and you have your, you know, maybe a newer car and you have the food that you buy and like prepackaged things, there's really not a whole lot to figure out anymore, to be honest. There's really not. If you have a problem with your TV or your Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi just went down here. I called him. 
I'm like, hey, the Wi-Fi router's broken. <clears throat> and they're like, okay, let's see if we can reconnect it. And then, boom, it was back up and running. I didn't have to do anything, right? My car breaks down. Oh, it's under warranty. Yeah. I take it to the shop. Oh, I want to get some food. Go get it. Bring it home. Like, I mean, there's not a whole lot to, like, resistance, right? It's become very, very comfortable yeah. for a lot of people. And so... It, which is nice, but at the same time, there's no resistance. And if there's no resistance, then like you're saying, how the fuck is anyone supposed to like overcome things and grow and develop if it's yeah. always there? Right. And if we're not if we're not facing things regularly, then what ha- happens when you lose this job that you've been you know depending on that's been your comfort for 20 years, or you get ill, or you know things happen. So I feel like this is just life practice, just trying to create opportunities that are outside of our comfort zone just to, just to keep living yeah <laughs> just to sure. keep growing because life moves like it's not stagnant you look at nature nothing stays the same it's all change it's all movement i mean to this the whole journey if i'm gonna tell a little story right now this nice. whole journey like started out on discomfort <laughs> like for like we drove across country in in january like and we drove across on the 40 which is like not the southernmost, but like one of the major southern routes. We went through like Amarillo, Texas in a snowstorm. I didn't even know it snowed in Texas. But anyways, we get to Albuquerque, New Mexico on Valentine's Day. Okay. This I was is, sick as soon as we hit, I got sick. This is Valentine's Day, just real beautiful Albuquerque, New Mexico. And the only place we could find to sleep that night was in a TA truck stop. And so it's nine degrees out. And this is our like third or second, our second Valentine's day together. And we're in a van underneath a stadium lit parking lot in a TA truck stop. And we could tell them the full story oh, the, of I that. Mean, Cause that's just funny. You gotta just yeah. We drove little. in, we drove in and we got flagged down by a security guard and he was like pointing a, a taser gun at us. Hippies. And he like, he's like, what are you doing? Hippies. <laughs> Anyways, he thought, he thought we were, he thought we were prostitutes. What? He like, I've, yeah, I have long blonde hair, and she has long hair, and he thought we were, like, two prostitutes that were, like, going to... He thought you were the driver, the pimp, or whatever yeah, you would was, be, and that uh, I was the prostitute, and you were dropping me off to go yeah. pleasure these truck drivers oh, who were miserable God. in their cold. So then he realized, when he realized that we weren't prostitutes, he told us we had to sleep in this, like, one brightly lit area. And, I mean, this was, this was like, full-on, like... Full on discomfort. We also thought our van was like having issues at that point too. So we're like, <laughs> think our van's broken. It's nine degrees. We're sleep- they think we're prostitutes and we're like sleeping in this. And that's kind of how do? it began. We're like, wow, this is like, <laughs> we're like, wow, this is like pretty uncomfortable, like on all aspects. But yeah. we're like, this is uh, this is it, and this is how you. In a way, we were broken in after that. We're like, all right, well, we slept in nine degrees, so like. How bad can the nights get after this? Yeah, now you guys have a great. St- now it's a good story, you know. Now looking back, it's an awesome story to tell. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a prostitute. <laughs> I'm not a prostitute. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, a vanigan yeah. would actually be a pretty sweet setup if you were. It's like a mobile prostitute. Like, be a pretty sweet yeah. setup. Actually, just- <laughs> yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's got it's got mm-hmm. two beds. Yeah, it's like perfect <laughs> setup. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Cool. So yeah. right, tell uh, tell everyone how, you know, I want you guys to go back in the house. I know you're out there in the cold. Tell everyone how the hell they can get on board if they're thinking about doing the van life. How do they connect with you guys? How do they find you? What's up? Well, we're online. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at Where's My Office Now. We are, our website is wheresmyofficenow.com. Um, so follow us there. You can fill out a form on our website and you can be part of our email newsletters. Um, if you're really interested, we'd love to chat and do the whole van life consulting thing. So look us up. We have a form on our website as well for that. And we do have a donation button on our website. If you feel like chipping in a couple bucks for gas, <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, yeah. Think of anything else and come hang out. We'll, we'll be participating yeah. and, and organizing a bunch of meetups. There's a lot going on this summer. So we would love to see people, van or not. You don't have to have a van. Just come come hang yeah. out and we'll chill by a fire and tell stories and drink kombucha or, or beer or whatever. <laughs> kombucha. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Just true hippies here. Really fitting the stereotype. <laughs> I just had a big bottle of that yesterday. That was so good. It was so good. 
yeah. we drink we drink like thousands of dollars of kombucha yeah it's good yeah, it's good oh so, yeah anyways yeah i think that's it's pretty much it we definitely uh keep it tat if people want to keep uh, an eye on instagram we will be announcing like when we're doing different meetups mm-hmm. um we'll probably be doing uh some in southern california yep. uh pacific northwest for sure and uh I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the summer brings. Cool. And that's where's my office now on Instagram too. So all one word. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks guys. Stick around for two seconds, but we'll end it there. And, uh, it was so awesome having you guys on and talk everything. So thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having us, Alex. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we end it there, but man, thanks. Yeah. It was so cool. That was awesome guys. Like that was so much cool stuff. Um, I'm stoked to put it up. Um, I'll probably put it up in like, I'm relaunching my site after New Year's, so it'll be up like in January, February-ish. Um, and yeah. then, um, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. But if you guys are coming down, I'm going to be in Austin, and I'm usually all over the West and stuff. So please let me know if you guys are over in that area. And uh, so hopefully we can meet up in person. Yeah, Sounds good. that would be awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, cool. Nice to meet you both. Go inside, get warm. Have a good Christmas. Have a good New Year's. You too. Peace. All right, later, guys. Later. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that fresh episode with Emily and Corey. Learned some cool stuff, got some ideas as to what it is we can do. Um, Yeah, leave me a review on iTunes once again, blah, blah, blah. I will catch you guys very soon. Going to start posting once a week on here instead. And I got some super cool ones coming up. Uh, More stuff with travel. I got a cognitive scientist coming up talking about the nature of reality, all types of neato things. So I will see you guys soon. Thank you.